In this special edition of the Fast Sim News, the commission gets out his crystal ball and looks ahead. Way ahead. What does a post-expansion world look like? What does the league look like if there was no more Brazilian and Filipino leagues? Other crazy experiments that you can't run, but I can. All this and more, coming up next on the Fast Sim News. Episode 13 of the podcast was not planned in any way. I was doing some stuff, looking around at some things, and it occurred to me that I had more content than I could post in a channel. And so, you get a podcast, first weekend where you've gotten back-to-back podcasts, but hey, that's what's going to happen. So anyway, took a look at some stuff here. So I was actually just doing some testing as a thing I do all the time, make sure things are kind of working. It's a small miracle this league did not explode statistically when we first started it, but that's because I did a lot of testing beforehand. Let me tell you. Um, and I mean, I'm still tweaking, but, and I post about it in changelog ah, as a plug. In any case, today, what I would talk a little bit about is uh, looking at the, uh, well, two things happened. One, I wanted to test expansion and see how that looked. And so I did that. And in doing that, it occurred to me, what if there was a world where the Filipino leagues and the Brazilian league went away? So at the same time, all the talent in those leagues were just became free agents. Some of you are probably like either half of you are salivating, the other half of you are freaking out. But that's why the show exists. Um, you know, scream inside your hearts. Um, anyway, I took a look at it. And the funny thing about that is that it doesn't blow the league up. So league ERA only went up, again, this is a test simulation, but still, league ERA only went up three-tenths of a run uh, the first year of that. Batting average did go up uh, about uh, nine points, but uh, that's it. It went up nine points from 264 to 273 in this mythical future that exists here. Uh, so did not blow things up. ERA does, it's like I think the league ERA that year was like three-something, but like, Let's be real. Pitching in this league is always kind of a joke anyway, so it's not surprising that you introduce a ton of new hitters and guys are going to... And my, my my sample size is a little spiked anyway because there were some... There were like these Finnish guys that were like over the age of 25 that were somewhere buried somewhere that all became free agents when I deleted one of the leagues. So I'm not sure where they're hiding, but I'll find them. If I were to do this, I'd find them and get rid of them before they showed up so you wouldn't have, you know, like 15 five-star Finns showing up to be really good out of nowhere like i mean like that that sounds fun on one level but it's not what we're trying to do here which is so the goal of doing this would be that you still have those guys coming in later in some other way maybe but if if one were to do this the idea is that it's just to see like to try to make create some more importance back on the draft and to see like again eventually what that looks like what that talent situation would look like um that's the idea now again i don't know if this makes sense or not and and i'm this is definitely being i'm putting this in the podcast so that the three of you listen to this i look at the stats there's more than three of you when you listen to this that you can chime in and say what you think all throughout the week um this is better than concept talk um but but it's a it's a thought that i, I had actually never occurred to me until i was playing around with with this this uh with this idea um in the off season anyway the thing was also funny about my uh 
expansion testing is that um side note i'm using my uh, airpods for this if you wonder why the mic quality isn't as good this time it's because i'm using my airpods to record rather than my fancy mic um you can file a claim in department for that um this will not be a trend but this is just this is it sounds like it sounds like i'm not really on the radio tonight uh but what i was gonna say is 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 the other thing that was interesting was well two things one olu made the playoffs in the first season lol but the other thing that was interesting about the expansion draft so if you if you were online earlier and you saw I posted it originally I posted it where I said that we'd have you could protect twenty five players and then anybody under I think it's under three or three under two years would be uh be would be automatically uh protected and then I when I tested it I realized that was a terrible idea and that it needed to be lower here's why um at twenty five players is barely anybody worth drafting at that point you should just not even have an expansion draft just let them do whatever they want. Give them their budget and let them go into free agency and say good luck, because you know, in, in any of the players we give them from um, the auto-generated players, because it just isn't. There's just no talent. Um, it's not enough talent to 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 warrant it if you were to do it that way. Plus, I think you know it's a good opportunity. You all wanted amnesty. Well, the expansion draft is basically amnesty because now you can put those players you want to get rid of, you know, those nine-year contracts um, that still have seven or eight years left on them. Next season, you can throw them into the expansion draft and hope they get sucked up. They probably will be because there's no reason not to take them if you're one of those good teams, one of those teams that's just starting out. There's no reason not to take one of those guys. Um, you're never going to get that kind of talent otherwise. So, well, I guess you could sign free agents. But in any case, um, so so that was actually the other interesting part of that um, was just that it, we needed to be able to set it up in a way that I feel like made the draft worthwhile for those teams. Um, they're not going to get draft picks this first season. I mean, they'll let them be in the lottery to provide there is a Filipino draft that, that following season. Um, so yeah, the whole point of this is that there's, there's not, there was not a lot of dominance. Um, the guys, you, the guys who were lead dominating our league before still dominate our league. Um, even in a post Brazilian world financially, I mentioned this, I think I mentioned this at the top of the show or I meant to mention it anyway, there wasn't, well, maybe it was a, previous episode that I deleted, but the the financial Armageddon didn't happen either. Even in this world that I'm looking at currently, again, this is like AI money, not your money. So you all make worse decisions than the computer does. But even in this world, half of the league, well, more than half of the league, seven teams are over 20 million in payroll. Uh, the lowest is Olu at 14, the Vascala is, is 14.9. And then from 17 and up from there. So teams have a little bit of room to work with. Highest paid player, well, I won't say who it is, but the highest paid player in this particular universe was Chrissy Granis, whatever, uh, was making $10 million according to the computer um, in this particular instance of iteration or whatever. Um, so, yeah, so I guess the point is, is that depending on what you all decide to do, what kind of reckless things you may or may not decide to do, um, things, can, things will work out over the next couple of seasons. Um, because you you know you're still a couple of years away. For you're still at this point from my simulating, you still have another couple of years before there's a uh, before there's a um, salary cap expansion. Which I'm actually going to sim all the way to that because I'm curious what the computer does with that much room and how the numbers go up. I'm not change, changing anything about any of the settings. Everything stays the same, but I'm a little curious about it. And uh, I know what you're wondering. You're like, who are the stars? Give me some. Give me some future tips. Tell me some secret things. I'm not so sure that I have like any massive tips other than to say that 
the thing I'm actually curious about and I'm looking at now because I want to tell you, you something, I guess, is, you know, do guys actually develop? They do. Um, what kinds of guys develop? And more importantly, not the, like the, the guys you expect to do well, like the guys who you drafted the first round, like you expect those guys to do well. What I want to see are the guys that don't come from that hot, don't come, you know, guys you picked in the third and fourth and eighth round kind of guys. Do those guys develop into something worthwhile? Do we see, does a draft become more valuable? Which is why I would kick this idea around. I still think you'd have to have a world where the international free agents still came into the league somehow. Um, the For people who are new to the league or have not been around that long, the Filipino draft started. It was not, I mean, I have a lot of harebrained ideas that are just, you know, I was going to say my, you know, DC sitting around thinking about crazy idea and, and ideating on it or whatever. But the Filipino draft actually was born out of that thing that happened in the game. So uh, those leagues existed. Um, we let those players become free agents. So the Brazilian guy was a free agent. And the idea was that the Filipino league players would come into the League of 24 automatically as free agents. And Brazilians would come later at some point or something. I'd release a few of them every year. And it was a Brazilian guy that was a free agent, Ilya Costa, who instead of signing with us, went back to Brazil, which was not how it was supposed to work. And so it pissed us off. And so we sent him to the Philippines in the hopes that the following year he'd become a free agent and then you could just sign him. And that made me create the Filipino draft. Um, was just trying to figure out how to get those guys into the game because I didn't want that to happen again. Um, and I wanted it to be equitable. I think the other thing that happened was that we were finding that more and more guys, you know, the AI doesn't handle stuff very well. So if you have a, you've got somebody out here, and what we had a GM at the time was Renny Vimpoli, who was signed, it would just sign a bunch of guys. And at the time, you know, the cap was in a weirder place at the time. Um, and he could make offers. I wasn't, I was, I didn't control the sim a particular kind of way. And so anyway, basically you can have too many guys go to one team to the point where you don't even need all those guys. And I thought the game doesn't handle that particularly well. So that's actually where the Filipino draft came out of. It was, it was really a response to the way the game does not handle free agency super well when it's guys who, who don't have a proven, who are not proven. Um, or whether it's, you know, the bidding war happens, but, you know, maybe one guy got in and made a bunch of bids and a bunch of offers and I simmed, you know, two months ahead. So all those guys went to that team for anybody had a chance to counter. Um, just part of why we now do FA1 where I only try to sim, although last year I screwed it up, but we try to only sim a couple of days into the sim so that the, uh, that the offers seed, but then nobody signs so that everybody gets a second crack at guys. Um, so in a world where we expanded free agency um, or something else like that happened, maybe, maybe it makes more space for you to be able to have um, international free agents or guys coming into the game. I don't know. This is where you chime in and say something. I don't actually care one way or another. I like the draft. It's fine. It is more work for me, but I don't mind it. Um, and now that I've figured out how to do it in stats plus, it shouldn't be a huge issue. It'd be more work for you than for me. Haha. Um, but in any case, yeah. So the thing I was really curious about was looking ahead to see how these guys did. Um, and like I said, the, the too long to short of that is, is that there are, that the draft does end up producing talent eventually. But guys also endure, which is really nice to see. It's nice to see guys who, you know, it's nice to see first rounders develop, of course, but it's also nice to see guys who are good before continue to be good. Tapio and Evelina stays good. You know, like that's cool. Who knows what will happen in your sim? As you all are well aware, if you play this game, um, no two, no two simulations are the same. No two, no two seasons are the same. 
which I do like about this game in that way, actually, that, you know, you could run a hundred scenarios and every time it comes out differently. But that's it. I won't belabor this episode. I just wanted to uh, chat a little bit about a world without independent leagues. The other thing, oh, the last thing I'll say is, is that in terms of expansion, the funny thing is that this, this simulation does prove actually, though, I think that the 15 person, uh, Expansion draft situation, teams get 20 players, plus some deaf free agency signings could give teams and just the general parity of this league in general could give an expansion team a chance to compete from the start, which is what I want. I want the teams that are joining the league to be like to be able to pull a Vegas nice Golden Knights if they need to look up hockey for the rest of you. Um, you know, I don't want teams coming in the league having to suffer for years. If they have to. That's fine. But I think that there's different strategies you can employ. Um, and of course, having, you know, a $30 million line of credit from day one is a hell of a way to start. So, you know, there are any number of ways you could accomplish this. But according to, my, like I said, my, my estimation and what I figured out, you know, like, you know, in this game, you know, Givaskala does not do all that great. But in my in this simulation I'm messing around with, this AI, Olu, did a great job. It comes in and they jump into the league and they're already in the team. It's even that good. I don't get it. But they're dominant from the start. So some hope for somebody who takes over one of the expansion teams. If you are a current GM who wants to do that in any case, that's all we got for this episode. Next time we'll talk again, probably later in the week. Maybe we can recap everything, do a little season preview action. Um, I need to figure out this way to incentivize, give you all giving me some stuff to put into this, this podcast, whether it's interviews from you all or content or things about your teams you want to hear about. Because um, I'm starting to run out of things to talk about. Um, I could go around and look at players and just start naming things randomly. But our seasons go by so quickly that a lot of it's just kind of silly for me to do that. Um, I could do some forecasting, but that feels like a little unfair to you all. To let be like, oh, in this simulation, this person turned out good. Like, I don't, I mean, I kind of want to do that, but also kind of don't want to do that. So, um also, I like I overwrite these all the time, so I don't keep them. I just delete them all the time. Um, anyway, so this is this is my uh, this is my call for interest uh, from you all. Some of you seem to like this podcast inexplicably, and so I need your content. This is not going to be a writing league. Do not worry, but I might try to figure out some kind of uh, <laughs> don't don't let me figure out some incentives to offering teams incentives for uh, providing me content for the podcast because it might come to that. In any case, that's all I got. Until next time, stay well. The commission signing off.